Okay, here we go. Come on, let's do this. Boom. It's the Harlan Highway. Welcome, everybody. It's me, Harlan Williams. No, Charles Nelson Ryan. Um, uncalled for. Totally uncalled for. Um, what a show we have today. What a treat. We're going to be taking some of your phone calls, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some emotional phone calls. Some very important, deep, probing phone calls. Um, we're also going to be discussing um, something that could hurt your face. Something that could actually physically damage your face, yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be getting into that, and I'm not joking. This this is real. This could happen to you, okay? So this will be like a public service announcement to help you save your big, fat, greasy face. Whoa, 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 easy, too soon. Um, also, we will be uh, doing a uh, covering a wacky news story. Oh my God, this. Oh, my God. This story involves cattle, alcohol, Germans, and partying. Let, let's get this party started, shall we? No more talking. This is the Harland Highway. You're listening to Harlan Williams. Harlan. Funny stuff, bro. Funny stuff. Keep it coming. Later. How long have you had this job? Long enough. He's fine as long as he gets his medication. He doesn't get his medications. He's not fine. Right. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You're a groovy boy. I'd like to strap you on sometime. The Harland Highway. You're all going to experience intense mental, physical strain. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. You're listening to Harlan Williams. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Summertime and the living is easy. Yeah, but my face isn't easy. Yeah, summer's kind of gone. I know it's sad. But the remnants of of summer live on. And when I say the remnants, I'm talking about the sun. The sun, we equate to summer, the heat. But the sun's always there. It's always summer on the sun. There's no seasons on the sun. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons on the sun. No, 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 no. Thank you, Terry Jacks. Uh, there's no seasons on the sun. It's always high heat. It's always the middle of summer on the sun. And I know where you may be. Maybe things are starting to cool down, which blows. Uh, but where I live in California, A, uh, the sun's always, uh, I might as well be living on the sun. I might as well be living on the sun with malls and drive-bys. That's California, A. Um, but, uh, one thing that, that still can get you, and I don't know if this has happened to you, but the heat in your car, especially in the summer, oh my God, you, you go to the mall, you go into, uh, Applebee's, you go to get your nails done, you go to get your uh, bikini waxing, whatever you do, 
you'll leave your car out in the driveway. You'll leave your car out in the parking lot. And it's like you might as well put hang rotisserie chicken in your in your car. Forget putting that uh, that that little tin foil shield up on your dashboard. Just put about eight chickens in your on your dashboard and, and let them spin, man. It is hot, and one of the things that heats up the most, if you're dumb enough to leave them out, is your sunglasses. Ah. You ever do this? You leave your sunglasses sitting on your console or on, and on the dash, even on your seat, and somehow they're getting direct sunlight right through the window, and you jump in your car, you turn on the AC, you're like, oh, my God, it's bright in here. I need to cover my eyes. Where's my sunglasses? You grab them hastily, you put them on your face, and you're like, Right? They just, it's like you might as well have a, like a cowboy get in your car and say, uh, y- y'all ready to be branded now? Yeah, we, we got all the cattle. You're the last one. Pull down your pants. We're going to brand you. Because those sunglasses feel like a branding iron, don't they? They just burn onto your face, the bridge of your nose, your eyebrows, your cheekbones. Ah! It's like they might as, it feels like someone's welding them onto your face. Oh my god. It's like you ever burn uh, pour boiling hot water on your hand or something? Well, it feels like your sunglasses are boiling onto your face. Man, and it hurts like hell. And uh if 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 they're hot enough, you kind of you risk having like raccoon face. You got the the sunglasses, the 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 shape of the sunglasses burned into your flesh. You look like you just got back from you know, that guy out in the desert who gets on the, uh, you know, is trying to set the land speed record on a, on a motorcycle, a rigged up motorcycle, and put the goggles on, and blew across the salt flats at three hundred miles an hour, and uh, and when he. When he got done, you know, his hair's all blown back, his, his skin's all red, but he's got like a, an outline of a friggin' uh, pair of sunglasses or goggles on his face. That's what you look like. Nerd alert. And uh, you don't, you don't want to burn your face. How often does anyone burn their face? Maybe a sunburn. Maybe the odd girl with a curling iron who isn't good with it and misses her hair and burns her face. But really, you don't burn your face that often. It's, it's, it's these sunglasses in the car. So be warned. Bring an ice pack for your face and be careful. Sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. Sunshine in my eyes can make me cry. Ah! Ah! Ah!
Harlan, how you doing there, pal? Uh, you know I love your show because I've told you before. That's how you know it. Uh, you know, and I, I love that song you wrote today. Uh, I, I was listening to one of my favorite things about walking, you know, every couple days a week when I hear the Harlan Highway is the fact that I laugh out loud on the street and people actually gather up their children and say, stay away from that man. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But for fuck's sake, Harlan, you had to make a grown man cry with that beautiful song of yours. Besides the fact that your voice, you have a fairly sweet singing voice, Harlan. The, the song was heartbreaking, and um, suicide and depression is heartbreaking. So keep it up, and thank you for for making us laugh, Harlan. Bye. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, that pavement pounder did not leave his name, but uh, what what a uh, wonderful message. I want to thank you for calling in. And uh, as you folks could hear at the end, there was some, some raw emotion on display during that call, which uh, was very touching. And, and uh, uh, the caller was referring to, uh, you know, I did a segment about Robin Williams and depression and suicide and... and uh, the fact that uh, you know during my career it's been a bit of a common theme. I've 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 had some 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 fellow comedians take their own lives. Some of them I was very close to. Some of them not as close, but friends. And you know when you're you know the stand-up comedy circle isn't huge. So when when somebody does that, it it uh, it really resonates. And so I did a whole segment about Robin and and comedians uh, that take their own lives, and I I I played a song that I wrote that called the clown that plays in to that whole uh, sad theme. And uh, you know it wasn't the cheeriest of topics, but I thought it was worth something that we should talk about on the show, considering I'm a comedian and and. You know the these deaths. I don't want to be presumptuous, but maybe hit hit comedians a little harder than regular folk, just because we're so close to that. And uh, it, the song and and the segment obviously affected this uh, this listener, and uh, it sounded like he got a little emotional, or possibly a little choked up at the end there. And uh, you know that that moves me. That moves me. That that uh, you know somebody. Uh, you know, got got emotional over over something that I put out there, and that the song moved them because it is it is a, a powerful song. And so, I just want to say thank you for uh, opening up. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for uh, for sharing. And uh, and mostly thank you for your kind words about about the uh, the podcast and and the laughter that it brings. Ironically. I, I'm, and I'm not laughing at it, but ironically, as you said, thank you for the laughter. It sounded like you were crying, and uh, and uh, that that's uh, that touched me. I thought that was uh, that was uh, big of you to be able to call in and uh, and share your true feelings, and and uh, and thank you, thank you for the heartfelt call, and uh, and it's 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 a tough topic. It's hard not to get emotional, uh, not just when comedians uh, take their own lives, but anybody. I've I've had people in my life who weren't comedians take their own life, and uh, 
in a way that might be even tougher because, you know, the entertainment industry is a very tough industry. And sometimes you can almost see why people get pushed over the edge. There's so much rejection and humiliation and so on and so forth in the entertainment industry as an actor, as a comedian. You're you're like a product and you, you can uh, you can be rejected and you can be accepted and, and it it's it's very tough. Uh but uh to see someone just uh in, in a normal um life and a normal kind of nine to five existence take their life is maybe a bit harder because you don't expect it. But but I don't wanna get on to this topic again. I think we covered it, but uh thank you so much uh for that call. Uh really appreciate your your uh candidness and your kind words and most of all sharing your uh, emotion with us. Let's take another call. See if we got uh someone else out there wanting to lay down some thoughts or true heartfelt strong emotion. I'm I'm sure there's there's other pavement pounders out there who have deep moving things that they they want to say or want to talk about or want to know about. Let let's see. Hey man. Hey, I was just wondering. Uh, I've never lost anything brand new. Probably because I can't afford anything brand new. But I was wondering what the dollar bill, back of the dollar bill, there's a, there's a pyramid. What's with the pyramid, man? What, there's an eyeball? Whose eyeball is that? What is it? What is it? Uh, help me out, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Th- this this won't be entirely easy, but I do have the answer for you, uh, guys. <laughs> guys, pay attention. <laughs> guys, help me out, man. I'm attempting to. If you'll just settle down, <laughs> guys. Do you want to hear the explanation or not? Hey, man. Do you? Help me out, man. Okay, here it is. <laughs> oh God. The Great Pyramid on the $1 bill is, as you can see, a giant triangle, okay? And then at the top, you see an eye inside the triangle. Now, let's examine what on this planet has triangle eyes. Well, we know for a fact that the only organism with triangle eyes are pumpkins. <laughs> but in this scenario, we have a triangle eye, a technically a pumpkin eye, with a large human eye <laughs> inside of a pumpkin eye, <laughs> which is you just don't see it. An eye within an eye can only mean that it, it is a great force, it is a great thing, so it must be the eye of the great pumpkin from Charlie Brown. Hey, man. So there is your answer. That is not a pyramid. That's the eye of a pumpkin. But not just any pump. And you see at the bottom, it says underneath the circle where the dollar and the pyramid is, it says the Great Seal. 
seal being code for pumpkin. So therefore, this is the eye of the great pumpkin. And I think the only person who can really explain the great pumpkin better than I can is Linus from Charlie Brown. So, Linus? He'll be out, man. On Halloween night, the great pumpkin rises out of his pumpkin patch and flies through the air with this bag of toys for all the children. Okay, see? So there you go. Uh, the great pumpkin uh, is, is obviously a, a force to be reckoned with. I mean, he comes every Halloween, flies through the air with his, uh, with his whatever he has and, and brings gifts for the kids. I mean, that's important stuff, and that needs to be on the dollar bill, but there's a bunch of Latin stuff there, so there's a bit of secrecy surrounding the Great Pumpkin. Linus, can you enlighten us a little more on this whole Great Pumpkin thing? There are three things they have learned never to discuss with people. Religion, politics, and the Great Pumpkin. Okay, so there you go, guys. That's, that's all we're getting out of Linus, and he's the expert on the Great Pumpkin. I, I, I Did that help clear up? Why there's a, a pyramid and an eye on the back of the dollar bill? What is it? What is it? Hello? Uh, uh, oh, boy. Well, that's all I can do, guys. I, I, I'm, if you don't get it on your own, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I mean, I, I went to all that trouble to explain it to you, and I, I feel like you, you, you're just not getting it. What is it? What is it? <sighs> okay, what about the other dude? Dude, did, 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 you, did you get any of this? Okay, that's it. I'm done. Roger, let's move the hell on. <laughs> One cheeseburger with everything coming up. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Okay, here we go. Crazy story, crazy news story. Here's the headline. You ready? Cow flees slaughterhouse. Gore's jogger. Heads to Oktoberfest. What? All right, this story uh, fascinates me. Uh, we're, we're talking about Germany, okay? We're in Germany. A cow escaped from a slaughterhouse and headed for the grounds of Munich's Oktoberfest Tuesday, triggering a high-speed police pursuit. Oh, my God. This is like, this is like the German version of cops. You know, the Germans are so, like, regimented and orderly. You can never shoot a show like cops in Germany, so you got to do it with cows. So this guy, this now this uh, cow, this cow's in a high-speed uh, high chase. And don't forget, in, in Germany, they have the Autobahn, man. The Autobahn, but there's no speed limit. You can just drive as fast as you want. So if you're a cow, you can, you can run as fast as you want. Down the autobahn. It does not matter. You cannot be pulled over and get a ticket for moving down the autobahn. Um, the bovine, which is, I guess is another word for cow. That's always been an odd word to me, bovine. I don't know. Bovine sounds like, uh, sounds like a massage parlor or some kind of wrestling move or something. There he goes. Jimmy Smith from North Korea does the bovine to win the match. Um, yeah, Jimmy Smith from North Korea. That's right. Um, the bovine which fled after a worker mistakenly left a gate open. And isn't that always the way? 
It's always some dummy leaves the gate open at the zoo and the lion gets out or the suddenly there's a draft running through a mall because some dummy left a gate. How hard is it to close a gate? You're dealing with animals. Close the gate. After the gate was left open, the bovine ran through the southern Germany city of Mainz. A 28-year-old woman who was out jogging was injured by the cow. (coughs) Oh, my God. The animal stabbed its horns into the woman's back. She had to be brought to a hospital with massive injuries, said the police. Good Lord. See, that's what you get for trying to be healthy. I hear of more injuries and deaths from people out jogging and riding bikes. You know, go to the gym. Get on the treadmill. Get on the stationary bike. You're not going to get hit by a car. You're not going to get attacked by a dog. You're not going to get stabbed by a cow. You're not going to get assaulted by a homeless guy. Just stop running in the streets. There's too much danger. Tree ain't going to fall on you on the treadmill. Good Lord. So this lady's out trying to get all healthy, and, uh, you know, you really don't expect a cow to stab you in the back. Maybe your best friend, but not a cow. So here we go. The 1,200-pound the the, the animal ran to the Oktoberfest field where workers were setting up the tents for the beer festival. <laughs> so... So this guy's like, uh, hey, dudes, you know, I'm, I'm getting a bad vibe about this warehouse we're all headed to. Did, did any of you not read up about the Holocaust, man? I mean, I, I don't like the smell coming from there. Um, I've seen a lot of my bros, like, go into that warehouse and, like, never come back. Like, have any of you ever seen Ted or Alan? Have any of you seen... Well, those are those are guy names. I'm a cow. I'm a girl. So have any of you seen Charlize or Linda? No. They go into that big warehouse. Giant smokestacks. Never come out. I'm out of here, dudes. Fuck no. I'm going to get a fucking Frosty, dude. I'm going to get a Frosty and a fucking pretzel, man. You guys want to go into that fucking warehouse? Have at her, dude. Why am I doing a California-like surf dude? We're in Germany. I will not be going into that warehouse. Did you not see what Hitler did? No, I, I will go and get the, the Weigenbrausen and the pretzel. I will have un Heffenbrau and the pretzel moo. So uh, these guys were in the field setting up tents for the beer festival. And the, the cow went in and tried to attack some more people at the, at the Oktoberfest. But the cops had to block the cow with their vehicle. And the cow rammed the vehicle, which got damaged. Now, apparently, here's the tragic ending. The cow could not be subdued. Officers eventually had to kill it with two shots from a rifle. Officials at the slaughterhouse confirmed that the meat would be disposed of and would not end up on Oktoberfest grills. Well, thank you very much, but kind of a waste. But at least this cow went out in a ball of fury, man. He, you know, he didn't, he didn't just line up 
and head into the slaughterhouse. He wasn't just butchered. At least this cow, you know, had a little fun and frolic and tried to get his drink on before he, uh, he, you know, this guy tried to party. This guy's like, I am heading to the Oktoberfest. I will not be killed. I will not be made into sausage and hamburger and Wiener schnitzel. I will have, I will have the Braufer, the, the, the Haufen Brown, the pretzel. Moo! Moo! So there you go. Uh, kind of a sad story. A woman got stabbed. A police car got wrecked. A cow tried to get its party on and got shot. Oh, boy. Not not easy being a damn cow. Should have stayed on the Autobahn and just kept on going. Okay, let's switch gears and go to the movies. Yeah, that's right, the movies. We've all been to the movies, right? You guys go to the movies. We love going to the movies. I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the movies. Um, so, uh, you know, we go to the movies. Traditionally, we go to the movie theater, right? We, we, we go to the mall. We go to the movie theater down the street, wherever it is. And you buy your ticket. You go in. You scramble for, well, first you go probably to the snack bar. You buy your snacks. You buy your popcorn, your soft drink, your hot dog, whatever. And then you meander down the hallway, you look for your theater, you go in, you you try to get through the door with your popcorn and your giant pop in your hand, and you kind of do the juggling act, trying to hold the door open, and then you walk into the big theater, and you you look around at all the, the seats, there's hundreds of seats, and you pick a place, and you climb up there like Sir Edmund Hillary going up Everest, and you got your supplies and your food rations, and you're anticipating getting a good seat, and you snuggle in, and people start snuggling in around you, and you hear the murmur and the talking and the excitement in the air, and and, and if the theater's full, it's just kind of this kind of group thing. Suddenly you're involved in this activity with complete hundreds of complete strangers, and the movie starts, and you sit there in the dark, and you all scream together, and you all laugh together, and you all cry together, and you, oh my gosh. It's one of the rare things in, in life where we all just kind of come together as strangers and participate in a, uh, a sensory experience. Our, our, uh, our, our emotions, our hearing, our vision, our... Our uh, balance, I don't know, um, you know, our smells, if you, if you factor in all the theater food and stuff. But it's, it's, it's quite a unique experience, and it's fun, and it's kind of interesting to be rubbing shoulders with complete strangers and interacting to a degree. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's part of the charm of going to the movies, Okay. So I, I just love that. I, I love the whole uh, tradition of getting there a bit early, wait, watching people filter in. I love watching the trailers. Um, so it, it's kind of like a ritual for me. So a friend of mine um, has been bugging me for a long time to go to this newfangled movie theater. It's called iPick, which I, first of all, I hate the name, iPick. It sounds... 
it sounds like you're picking those golden crusts out of the corner of your eyes, the 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 big yellow nuggets that are there when you wake up. Yeah, eye pick. I, ew, I, do you want to go to the movies? Yeah, let me do an eye pick first. What do you mean? Well, I've got some nuggets in my eye socket. I just want to clear them out so I can actually see the movie. No, the name of the theater is the eye pick. Oh, well, I've still got these crunchy. Okay. So the, the eye pick is that it's kind of many of you have probably been to this type of theater because um, the, they're kind of popping up all over the country. But this is now a chain. And basically, they're the luxury theaters. So you, you go into the theater and there's no lobby. It's more like a bar restaurant with wood and marble and, and uh, you know, dining and seating and a bartender and mood lighting and ambiance and you know it's got all the all the uh all the trappings of like a steakhouse or something um and and then uh once you move through that area you go into the theater and a kind of a waiter slash hostess takes you in into the theater and you go in the theater, and they're not very big. And there's only about like 25, 30 chairs. And the chairs look like, I don't know if you ever sat in first class in an airplane, but they're like they're like great big airplane seats. They're leather, and they recline, and they go up, and they have a footrest, and they put blankets down for you on a pillow. And there's like a, a, a tray in front of you where you can put your food and there's an iPad that comes out from under the tray, and you can scroll through a menu, and they have sushi and gourmet burgers and fried chicken, flatbreads, pizzas, gourmet popcorn, uh, sodas for $5 for a soda, but you can refill it as much as you want. Like you're going to drink 30 friggin' sodas, um, salads. Eggplant. I'm, I'm not joking. This is all real stuff. I went through the whole menu. Eggplant, chocolate volcano cakes, biscuits and gravy. I mean, it was just, it, it, it was like a, you know, it was like a, a fancy restaurant. And they have pictures of each item, you know. They've got a professional photographer to take a picture of each item of food in all its glory and decadence. And then prior to the trailers playing, they show uh, they show commercial, they show the chef. I don't I just don't make the connection a movie theater and a chef. They show the chef preparing food, flatbread pizzas and they had a lobster roll of all things. They had a, this bartender making these fancy drinks. It took took longer to ro- you know longer to make these drinks and to roast a pork. <laughs> I think this guy was chopping onions and apples and limes and shaking stuff and stirring. I was like, "Good lord, can I just get a beer? I don't need Martha Stewart to make me a cocktail." Thank you. And I kind of started thinking about all this kind of gourmet food and the concept of a chef being back there. I thought, no, 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 they're not hiring a chef to make this stuff. This is the same pimply-faced kid with the, the braces on his teeth and the grease in his hair 
that you see at the popcorn stand at the regular movie theater, but now they've trained them how to whip a pizza and a lobster roll together. Yeah, that's that's what I want. I want to watch uh, Chucky Part 4 and have some lobster thermidor, please. Yeah, I'm about to watch a werewolf movie. Can you bring me a uh, a sizzling salmon steak, please? Huh? Yeah, can I get a uh, Caesar salad with my stoner movie, please? What the hell? So it's quite decadent, and 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 as I said, there's hardly any people in the theater because they gotta, you know, it's luxury. You're paying for your space. It's like first class in the airplane, as I said. So. You got these big seats that are huge, and you got blankets, and you can recline, and they, you're not really near anyone else. So now you're at the movies, and they've taken away that whole group ambiance thing where you're shoulder to shoulder with people. They've kind of taken away the simple traditional menu of like, you know, goobers, popcorn, hot dog, and a Coke. Now you got people beside you. Some guy's like a Galapagos tortoise chomping down on an eggplant Caesar salad. You got a guy behind you who's got a Mediterranean flatbread that smells like a taxi driver's socks. <laughs> I mean, it's just you can hear people chewing and it's smelly. And then when you order, like we ordered uh, French fries, pretzels, gourmet popcorn, uh, you know, all this stuff. And then there it was on the tray all piled up in front of us. And I couldn't see the movie. I had, I literally had to move the crap off the tray and put it in the aisle beside me, beside my big leather, uh, Delta airlines chair. And of course they serve drinks and booze and, and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, it was, it was indeed, it was decadent. It was a, a much, uh, more uh, luxurious setting to watch a movie. I mean, you could you could lay right back. My friend laid right back, put blankets on. You know, drinking beer, eating French fries and stuff. I mean, I, uh, look, I'm going to be honest. It's it's a fun novelty. I I did not love it as far as the movie going experience goes. And it was kind of a bummer because she loved it. She was so excited about it. And I can see why. It's a level up, but but it's it's like it's like taking the the fun out of going to the movies to me. It'd be like, you know, if you decided to go on a road trip instead of getting in your dusty old pickup truck and driving through the desert, you'd decide to get on the luxury train line and just roll through the desert on your luxury train line and look out the window. You don't get dirty, you don't get dusty, you don't stop, you don't kind of feel the grit, you know? You don't really get to share in the environment. And I said, even though people can be annoying in a real movie theater, sometimes you get the chatty ones or the cell phone ones or the people kicking your seat or somebody farts. There's something to be said about sitting in that big group and sharing a communal experience at the movies. And and this new fancy iPick thing, as as good as it is, and I would do it again as a novelty, it just took me out of the movie. I, I felt like I was on an airplane. I felt like I was in my living room. 
I like the arena of the traditional movie theater. I like the ambiance. I like all the stuff that happens in there. I like the sounds, the smells, the the seats, the feeling, the people, the size, the, the amount of people. It's just, to me, it's much more fun. Um, so there you go. Um, and not only that, but uh, look, let's look at the economics, which I don't really care about that much, but... You know, when you're ordering fancy uh, designer drinks and, uh, you know, chefs cooking food and you're paying for a first-class airline seat, you're talking about, you're talking like a hundred bucks to go out and see a, a a movie. And you could argue that, well, you know what, it's almost a hundred bucks to go to the damn movies at the mall. Well, it's not that much, but it it's getting expensive, but... But this was literally, I, th- I think, you know, you, you have a waiter that waits on you at the, at the IPIC, so then you have to factor in a tip. So it was, a, it was about 50 bucks just for the food and the drinks. And then the movie tickets are like, you know, 40, 50, 60 bucks. I think they're like 30 bucks each or 28 bucks each. So you're talking 100 bucks for two people. To go watch a movie that probably isn't worth five bucks. So I'd say, here's my review. To use iPick as a treat now and then, but if you're a real true blue movie theater, movie lover, I think at the end of the day you're going you're gonna to dig just going to the good old-fashioned movies. And I'll leave it right there. I'll let you decide. Um, good. Let's move on to the end of the show here. Let's do some announcements, ladies and gurgle blurgans. Uh, where am I this weekend? Oh, 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 I am in Utah, Salt Lake City at Wise Guys Comedy Club. What's up, players? Uh, get on the Audubon and, uh, move your way down to Wise Guys. I'll be there, uh, I'll be there, uh, September 19th and 20th. That's uh, Friday and Saturday. Going to be a great show. Tons of fun. And then the following week, starting on September 23rd, right through to October 4th, I go to Western Canada and begin the Comzilla Comedy Tour. Oh, my God. Uh, we're starting in Victoria, British Columbia at Heckler's, September 23rd. Then we go to Port Alberni. To the Capitol Theater, September 24th. We're in Nanaimo, the Port Theater, September 25th. Campbell River at the Tidemark Theater, September 26th. We're in Vancouver on Sunday night at the Comedy Mix, September 28th. We're in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan at the Moose Jaw Cultural Center. That's right, Moose Jaw. And this coming from a guy that has no chin. That's September 30th, October 1st. We're in the city of Saskatoon at the Broadway Theater. October 2nd in Regina, Saskatchewan. That's right, I said Regina. At the University Theater. October 3rd, Prince Albert at the E.A. Rawlinson Theater. And then lastly, on October the 4th, I will be at the Calgary Comedy Festival. And you can look all this up on my uh, website, harlowwilliams.com. It's the Comzilla Comedy Tour of Western Canada. Hope we see you there. Get your tickets now because they are gone fast. We don't want anyone to be disappointed. Um, So hope we see you at those great, great shows. 
Also, while you're at my website, uh, check out the uh, the Harland Highway merchandise store. Lots of fun items for you to purchase. Uh, also, click on my YouTube channel. You can subscribe for free, and you will see my wacky videos as I post them. If you want to write me, harlandwilliams.com, or if you just want to call me and leave a voice message and ask me really important questions like, you know, um, why is uh, why is there a pyramid and an eyeball on the back of the one dollar bill in the United States? Well, you you got the answer. Oh, so fun! So thanks everybody for uh, listening in. Great to have you here. Um, if you want the phone number to call into the show, it's at my website harlowilliams.com. And uh, that's it. That's all we got for today. Until next time, watch out for drunk cows. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.